Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your crave. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And now, it's time for Inside Conan, an important Hollywood podcast. Hi, and welcome to Inside Conan, colon, an important Hollywood podcast. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Jesse Gaskell, here with Mike Sweeney. I'm one of the other hosts. My, uh, That's me. Yeah, Mike that's Sweeney. you. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and yeah, and we're co co-hosts. Yes. Where two people <laughs> do the work of one or half a person, <laughs> a quarter person, but we do it, damn it. Yes, we do it. We do it in style. Yeah, we sure do. I mean, if you could see how we're dressed right now, <laughs> that style is the word. But- we're allowed to wear whatever we want because we are on strike. Right, but you're not allowed to point it out. That's... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we are on strike, and what a segue into yes. our current state, state of, of affairs. affairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're on strike. Yeah, uh, the Writers Guild. That is. Have you been it in is. unions prior to this? Prior to the WGA? No. Yeah, no, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in in your work history. Okay. No. I've been in unions, but I never. No. Yeah, you were in the mailman's union. I was in the mailman's union. I was mm-hmm. in the amalgamated meat cutters union. Really? What but is I, that? Um, I was a deli worker at an AMP. Oh my god! There's a union. Of course. <gasps> amalgamated meat. It's called the Amalgamated Meat Cutters Union, which wow. I, I just love that name. Is the meat amalgamated or the union <laughs> is amalgamated? Head cheese. Okay. <laughs> it qualifies. <laughs> uh, yeah. And and then when I was a stand-up comic, they tried to unionize. Oh, my God. In New York. And they formed. Oh, that's oh, kind I, of hilarious. And they had a meeting. And I went to the meeting. And it was just bad comics trying out their material. <laughs> and that's when I learned... <laughs> I literally was like, I will oh, never go an audience. to another meeting, yeah, uh, a union meeting. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we're hoping this <laughs> strike gets wrapped up quickly yes. and in our favor, of course. Yes, whatever uh, that, whatever <laughs> that, that means. means. I, I think wrapping it up would be in, in our favor. Yeah, uh, I think yeah. we'll get to that point. Sure. Pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, Do you write? I don't write slogans on my signs. Oh God, I, I, don't, I don't. I did. I did end up writing one, but I really yeah. I stressed about it because I, you know, it's it's basically your calling card. And, yes, and and people have been Instagramming all the funny right, right. signs, right. and I've seen a lot of funny ones sure, that made me sure. laugh. Yeah, so I just felt a lot of pressure to yeah. be hilarious. But then I thought. There's nothing worse than trying to be funny and coming up short. Exactly. So I ended up not really going with a funny one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's... More poignant one. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Good for you. Mm-hmm. If you see me out there, you'll see my sign. <laughs> do, you, 
Do you carry? Do you, do you write up a new one every time, or do you, no, do you take just, it with you? But I might have. I yeah, I took it with me. Is that true? Uh-huh. I like it. Okay. Yeah. Um, just to have it, because mm-hmm, otherwise sure. you end up. You start the day, and you yeah. have to look for a sign that mm-hmm. someone else has written, and you have to decide. You could spend hours just looking through all the signs. I, that's what I did. I like. Yeah. I'm going through. That. I feel like it's a bargain bin of like. Yeah. And they're they're yeah. old records. There's yeah. Some, there's some bad ones. And and yeah, and you don't want to you don't want to hold a sign that's not you. No, no. I yeah. I feel like a bad sign is only going to prolong the strike. They're going to be like, uh-huh. hey, wait a minute. <laughs> oh, this is the kind of yeah, writing you're yeah, doing. Yeah, exactly. I know. Uh, anyway, this season, yeah, we if you're still with us, we are covering Conan on the Road. And that yes. means Conan, that's outside Conan. Anytime Conan stepped away from the desk mm-hmm. to go on a remote mm-hmm. or do a travel show. Bathroom break, anything. Anything. We are discussing. We've got it. And today we're joined by the hilarious, this is extremely outside Conan, uh, Pete Holmes. Pete Holmes is hilarious. And and I, he had a really funny talk show. He did. On TBS. That was filmed in the Conan studio, but it was... Not Conan, so I feel like that counts. Yeah, it was it was shot right next door, mm-hmm. and and um and it was produced by Conan and Jeff Ross. Yeah, so a, a lot of people from our show helped get that show up on its feet. Yeah, uh, so here's Pete Holmes. Uh-huh. Here's your cold open. Okay. <laughs> okay. Thank God. For three seasons, we've been looking for one. I feel great about being Conan O'Brien. <laughs> good, good, good. Oh, no, that's not <laughs> the podcast you're on. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. I know, Mike White. Did you think Conan was going to be here? <laughs> I've never heard that on a podcast. I know, Mike White. I was on oh, the Amazing Race. Who says that? Oh. I meant not Mike White. Who's in the oh. White Stripes? Oh, Jack, Jack White. White. Yeah, Jack yeah. White. There's a Jack White, oh, there's a Jack thinking, Black, and there's a Mike White. You clearly don't know Jack. You don't even know Jack White's I don't know name. my Whites. I don't know my you Whites. Don't know whites. No. I don't they have their color. time. Yes. <laughs> they <laughs> have over. their time. It's, it's over. over. And uh, I'm into the... Uh, Say the three white people <laughs> talking together. <laughs> talking about yeah, nothing. And We're like Hitler, Hitler in his bunker. It's the last <laughs> days. It does feel true. For these three white people. Yes. Oh, we are... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Here's a cold yeah, open. Yes. What's our You've never brought in Leon the professional. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> and you guys are Natalie Portman and you're 12. Is it appropriate <laughs> that I'm a hitman and I took you under my wing? In the 90s, it was fine. It was Absolutely fine. Cool. It was fine. It's called mentoring. It's called mm-hmm. older mentoring. Yeah. Almost but look at her now. Okay She's still doing well. That was okay in the 90s. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Finished yeah. your sandwich. Right. When did we all start saying we finish each other's sandwiches and we're like, but that now it's the new phrase. Oh, is it? It was a joke. It was on Arrested Development, wasn't it? It was on Arrested Development. And so were a lot of things. You're saying it's not a new phrase. (laughs) (laughs) But it's it's bled into the vernac. Here's your cold open. My father, if you give him a gift, he takes it as a as an assault. (laughs) Like if you because he will be like he does on his birthday? You give him, give me these okay. lentils and I'll be my father. Pete, can I offer I'm, you? No, Pete's dad. Okay. Uh, well, my, how do Holmes, I know you're not Pete Jr.? Senior. I don't know your Jay. fucking dad's name. My name is Jay. You can, oh, uh, Jay. Okay. Uh, All right. All right. Jay, yeah. I, 
I went out on a limb and got you a bag of lentils. Half-eaten lentils. I just assumed you could Oh, just exactly what I wanted. He has to immediately put it down (laughs) and cut your legs out. Yeah. Because if he, it's too vulnerable. He's so old school that if he was like, Thank you. I love pink Himalayan salt. (laughs) Like, that would be too much vulnerability. It would. (laughs) Pretty gay. Also, he doesn't know me. Gift. He knows you. He well, that's the, our cold open. He reads yeah, the credits. <laughs> are, you, are you mocking? Lay no, down. It was no. a fine cold thank, open. Thank you. It's cold. Oh, a cold it's open. Cold. Pete, just what I was hoping for. It's cold. <laughs> Thanks, Pete. Oh, a great cold open. It was a good. It was. Roll a, it that wasn't, theme music. It was a good cold open. <laughs> we should do cold opens from now on. Do you I not do should. a cold open? You no. don't do like no. a little taste. Do you do a cold open on your podcast? Yeah. We just started doing a little Ooh. taste. Now just what? a little. Yeah. Taste. What prompted that? Yeah. Was that a note, that. or you just? A I listen to other people's podcast, just like yeah. mm-hmm. all of show business. I yeah. just heard it on someone else's podcast, and I was like, oh, oh that gives a little taste of where it's yes. going. A little teaser. I listened to someone else's podcast today mm. to prep for that person being on my podcast. Uh-huh. Sure. <laughs> the whole world right. is just, it's just podcast, podcast, jerk. podcast, podcast, podcast. It's a verb. It's a noun. It's a place. It's a job. <laughs> it's a calling. It's a passion. Soon a builder. State of mind. <laughs> and now it's a builder. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was listening to you and they're cold open. I, oh, I should tell you what show it was because that would be nice to them. Yeah, let's sure. get them on. That's good. We're out another <laughs> podcast. Now we're plugging other podcasts. Sure. <laughs> it was called the Doak Podcast, Diary of a CEO. Oh. Okay. Oh. He does a cold open. This motherfucker. No wonder yeah. he's a CEO. <laughs> he opens with four minutes of cold open. What? Really? Just the best snippets of the entire episode. That you're about to hear. Before any ad. There mm-hmm. was no ad. Before any welcome to serious exam, nothing, just and I was like, that was incredible. <laughs> you know when you see someone else like doing what you do, but with like effort, professional, <laughs> and a plum, right. and you're like, oh, like you're embarrassed. Yes, yeah, like yeah. you're suddenly. <laughs> Suddenly, you widen at the buffet. I'm in a wet bathing suit at the buffet. You widen, and there's chandeliers and white tuxedos, and everyone's like, a woman with a monocle goes, he God, you know? And I'm just like, what? I swam up. Or if you're like me, you just assume he's doing it to show me up. It's like this motherfucker. Ah, that's exactly what I want. Jack. Yes. Is that his name? Jay. Jay. John, mm. John, John Holmes, John Holmes. John. In our family, we called him Shorty. Ah, uh, that's our John Holmes. See, you're too pure hmm? or young. Oh, oh, I thought that was a John Holmes. A yeah, porno actor, yeah. Oh, he's John a porno. Oh, porno actor. Does he have a he short? No, penis? no, he has a huge, huge ding. Huge but short. <laughs> right. Oh, no, no, no. Called. We go. The, uh, the, mm. Growing up in my family, so my dad's oh, name is John Holmes. Yeah, my brother's name is John Holmes. We got a lot of crank calls. Back in the day, you crank, sure. you crank the call and you just go in the phone book yeah, looking yeah. for yes. names a of porn name. stars. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> You'd call uh, Mrs. Whitehead. And right. like, yeah, yeah, when are you going to pop? we call Bruce Wayne Mike and we go, Wayne, it's the Joker. And if you want to see Robin again, we've got him down at the warehouse. And, yeah. and they were like, yeah, like, yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, boy. 20th, let me put you on hold. I'm, exactly. on another, <laughs> I'm on another Bruce they Wayne prank call. Thank you so much for this up. humorous crank call. <laughs> While we appreciate the attempted levity, me. we also ask you to respect our residential... Pro- My mother has lupus. <laughs> like, that's, that's, a, that's a whole thing. The phone frightens the dog. Yeah. And while, yes, <laughs> your take was unique and refreshing... <laughs> 
Now you have to text them, you know? It's not the same texting Bruce yes. Wayne. No, you have to bet. They're no. hard to track down as well. What was I saying? Oh, John, you were, you're growing oh, up. Oh, so they're both yeah. named uh, this huge wiener, uh, sorry. John, but yeah. yeah, porn star. Known yeah, yeah. for Boogie Nights is based on John oh, Holmes. Oh, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I've seen So that. we would get these phone calls uh-huh. and they'd ask for John Holmes and they'd be snickering mm. and laughing. So the family joke was that my father, who would sometimes take these calls, would go like, yeah, in our family, we call him Shorty. Uh. <laughs> so the joke that I grew up in from like six yeah, years yeah. old was like, we have bigger dicks than John yeah, y- Holmes. Yeah. Which I'm not complaining. <laughs> no. Like you think I'd be like, that's weird. I was like, my family to this day, even though I grew up religious and a little bit uptight in certain areas, like jokes were always okay. Mm-hmm. You, you can Here's Even an example. My mom, she's like, she'll laugh. Yeah. your father called me a bitch. And I go, were you being a bitch? <laughs> right. And she laughs so hard. Right, right. My dad, morbid jokes. Like you can be like, well, I'll see you next time. And he'll be like, well, and I'm like, yeah, unless you die. And like, everybody's <laughs> like, I'm just like, I, I, I wouldn't say I talk shit it's about healthy. my family. Yeah. I'm, I'm just, I'm one of those mopey, like I right. like feelings. I like going into the dark corners of yeah. my psyche. I'm going to say something very positive about my family. We love jokes. And like way it. before yeah. it was cool or like normal, we had the like, if it's funny, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Like, well, And even on uh, Crashing, the show I did, I had them sign a release because the lawyers wanted me to sign, get them to sign a release. And they didn't care at all. They were honored to be mocked oh, that's on great. our show. I know, yeah. It was- so you don't have, because I know a lot of, comedians especially that have a thing where they're like I, can't, I have to wait until my family's dead to be right. able to talk about certain of, things a lot of people yeah like, I know a lot, a lot of, lot of people like I know a lot of I feel like oh, that's too dark but there are a lot of people that are waiting for sexual revelations oh, too oh yeah yeah, yeah and that's yeah. a tragedy that's a tragedy but uh, I, my family would I don't know how that'd be if I was gay but they would have to fucking deal with it I'll tell you right now yeah I would love to break their hearts oh. <laughs> <laughs> not break their hearts but I'd love to just rock their boat <laughs> just say so like, anything yeah you could do I it know. To, do it. I, I know. I wonder how they would just take for it. fun. My dad would be like, "Come on, get out of here!" Just exactly it's what bit, I want. Right? It's uh, a bit. You call him bits. He knows you're doing this just to spite me. He knows the bits. <laughs> um, so when you were six, yeah, big, big uh, dick jokes. Did you? Did they explained about who John Holmes was and and. Yeah, I don't. Or you just understood you just said it instinctively. You, yeah, you heard it. He also it. died of HIV. Uh, right. HIV. Oh. Okay. Uh, so I knew that too. Wow. So wow. when it was explained to me, there was a big ding dong porno star <laughs> who was very coked up and tried to break into right. the mainstream right. of movies. And he was also one of the first, I think, notable or, or known per- people yes, he, to yeah. get HIV. And that sort of began the thing. But I also think that didn't help the, I, I don't know if it was part of the it stigma. It probably ruined too. the It's helping the calls. podcast. It's helping the podcast. <laughs> HIV, AIDS, um, people want to hear about this. Sure, they do. They uh, do. On a college we usually always segue into 9-11. You, but we yeah, we do. You while. said but AIDS is Hitler kind in of, the bunker. Yeah. Why uh-huh. was he in the bunker, sweetie? What had just happened? <laughs> I. Um, you. Oh, it's okay to skate oh, on the thin I ice, but someone, I can't jump in the water? I think an army was invading his beloved Berlin. <laughs> <laughs> So he went yeah. under. Yeah. Well, hey, Pete, Berlin. I hate to Wait, lay, lay tracks what? for this train. <laughs> lay tracks. I'm so sorry. Train. Um, but because I, I, I honestly don't know, how did you come to be in the in the Conan 
cinematic universe? How did you get your... I don't know that either. Your talk show. Oh, and that's You actually call it the we... UV blocking umbrella that he keeps <laughs> his whole staff under. He goes, we'll be safe under here. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. Um, I was doing stand-up comedy. And I wanted to be on Conan by the time I was 30. That was my goal. Oh, that was actually, you had writ, kind of written that out. As- I had, what if I ruined the podcast? I manifested it. Okay. <laughs> Just everything sucks. Yeah. The, whole, the whole rest of this no. thing sucks. <laughs> I believe in positive vibes and I believe uh-huh. in setting intentions. I like to say, you don't get everything you manifest, but you did manifest everything you get, if that makes sense. Yeah. Meaning, no, makes sense. you do hit what you aim for. You don't always hit it, but if you hit it, Good chance you were probably aiming for it on some level. Yeah. So I did set my sights on doing Conan. Cool. I didn't really watch him very much until I moved to Chicago, which is when I started doing stand-up when I was mm-hmm. 22. Mm-hmm. I had been doing it for a couple of years, but I got serious when I was 22. Okay. Just I'm just curious. Yes. Always like... What year is the it? Trip? No, I don't, I don't care how it's old you are. It's your favorite year, Although 2001. I- <laughs> Any riffs on 2001? <laughs> a clear Tuesday? <laughs> Not a cloud in the sky. Ugh, are we getting warm? So where, where where were you doing? <laughs> where were you doing stand up for two years prior to moving to Chicago? Barely in Boston. Okay. okay. Ooh, yeah. Barely. I, that, I imagine that's a hard town to break into. It yeah. was, and I, I didn't know. I just didn't know what cocaine was. And you didn't talk and- fast enough. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I mean, it's it's hilarious, just, and I don't mean that in a bad way. No, I'm not saying like hilarious, like like yeah. some tough guys no, are like just, that's hilarious, <laughs> but they want to fight you. I mean it like that's hilarious. I was just so I was religious and I was sweet. It was like right. Jack, just picture Jack McBrayer, and I'm Aww. going into comedy clubs and rather not. <laughs> Me too. That guy's a he's, he's a knife wielding. Also savage. very tan though. Is he? Mm-hmm. I don't care for Wait, that. Wait. Okay. So you, you're in Boston, and so what made you move to Chicago? Did uh, did you have friends who were comics who were there, or did you well here, feel like was suited would suit you better? Or something? Well, I never felt like Boston was gonna let me. Um, be a grown-up inside of it. Mm. Mm-hmm. I'm one of those prophet in his hometown people. Like, right. I still feel like a child when I go to Boston. I don't like the uh, yeah, feeling it gives that. me. I, if you're not from Boston and you're not from Boston, go to Boston. You will love it. I go to Boston and my penis goes inside uh, my no, body. I, yeah. I, I hate it. <laughs> like, I can't go back to my high school. It's terrifying to me even. Yeah. So Chicago. But I, I got a sense, but I wanted to be on SNL. So I was like, mm-hmm. what did Chris Farley do? Uh, and this oh, is yeah. like very early internet, pre-internet right. basically. So I'd read books about Second City uh-huh. and it basically sounded truth and like comedy. all of that. Yeah. Yes. And I and actually Truth and Comedy was a big one because that yeah. was like in Truth and Comedy, it says it's very in fact, I call such hard bullshit on this, but Sharna Halpern is like Stand-up comedians are like sad, lonely Arthur Miller salesmen. They go around and hawk their their gags for pathetic laughs and then go cry in a Holiday Inn. Improvisers Not are the- like improv. They were like, right. behold the improv. They made it sound now, like, let's yeah. talk about good mental health. Like They made it sound like Mormonism. They were like, it's a community. There's game night. There's there's free beverages. And everyone's yes-anding. And it's corporate and communal and beautiful. Nobody gets paid. But but I I totally, exactly. It's basically, it's a beer drinking group with an improv habit. Yeah. Uh, I believe that was an Onion headline. But I, I was like... I just needed some guidance and that's all I had to go on. And what Farley did was he lived in Madison. He went to Chicago. Uh, Mike Myers was in uh, Toronto, Toronto, I believe. Mm -hmm. Went to Chicago. Uh, 
Like, or, or maybe you did Second yeah. City in Toronto. It doesn't yeah. matter. Everybody was doing Second City. Yeah. So I was like, I'm going to do Second City. I'm yeah. going to get on SNL. Because in college, everybody was like, you should be on SNL. Because right. yeah, nobody yeah. knows yeah. anything. Right. <laughs> but you're the funny guy. So you're like, you should be on SNL. Course, and I yeah. was the tall, lumbering, improv, not celebrity, but like the, the I'll, I'm going to own, I was the standout of my college. Yeah. Yeah. Says the professional comedian <laughs> of 22 years hesitantly. I know. You know, I did sort of, I did well. I did well. Yeah. Well, we looked up every member they had of your a little college bit of improv team. They're here now. That's why these <laughs> screens. I wasn't the most beloved, though. That's why I hesitated. Like, I, it wasn't that I wasn't liked, but some uh -huh. people were just like the favorites mm. socially. Mm -hmm. And then the game would start, and I'd but be what like, are they doing "Scoreboard!" Now? Like, but like nobody likes that guy. Like, <laughs> I wasn't cocky about it, right, but right, like right. they were better at being everybody's friend, and I was very. Like hyper-focused. Yes. I was very loud. And then I got to Chicago and I realized, like I'd go to a Second City audition or something and everybody looked like me. It was oh, all wow. six foot They're five. They're all six foot six. Yeah. Oh, they, you know what? There's a lot of giants. There are a lot of giants. Actually, mm -hmm. now that you... There are a lot of that. Yes. And we all like looked mm. at each In other. Your same plaid flannel. Uh, we just had different hats. Like some were cowboy <laughs> right, hats. Right. Some were trucker hats. Some were fedoras. Uh -huh. But we were all the same guy. And we're like, there's only one slot. So yeah. then I realized very quickly, I moved to an improv city uh, to do improv and ended up doing stand-up. Yes. I, I worked at Bennigan's on 150 <gasps> South Michigan yeah. at Samuel Walgreens. Oh. But I would walk. I, my link, my, my stop was... Um, Irving Park, Irving Park, Brown Line. So I'd walk past a place called the Lion's Den every day on the way to the train. And there was a sign. All it said was Monday comedy. And then Tuesday, other things. But, uh -huh. you know, Monday comedy. <laughs> the too much meetings. detail guy. <laughs> like, totally, Taco Tuesday, totally. Wine Wednesday. <laughs> totally unnecessary. I can't remember for the life of me what Wednesday was. <laughs> Because all you cared about was that stand-up <laughs> night on Monday. Yeah, Tell us what happened. Yes, can we talk Jesus. to him, the guy that saw that sign? So I was so, I, I was scared. I think I, I had a sense that it was a stand-up night, but I just went in the back just to see the room. Yeah. Not on a Monday, just to see where yeah. it was. And it was this little box. It was actually perfect, but I didn't know anything about comedy rooms, but I was like, it wasn't very big. I was like, okay, and I left. And then... The smartest thing I did and sort of the best advice I have for people that want to do stand-up and then I die. <laughs> so um, last words. There's your cold open. Was... Cold close. Cold open number three. <laughs> I went and watched and that's the best yeah. advice I can give is, mm -hmm. is you're so scared. Mm -hmm. You think everyone's going to be so good. Mm -hmm. And I, I was raised by an overloving mother and a withholding father. And that's a recipe for that talent. That is a recipe. So yeah, I went comedy. in, I was ready to be a comedian, but mm -hmm. I was still very scared. And I went in and I watched and I'm not being cocky. Um, I feel like a lot of people would feel this way. I was like, I could smoke I could all that. of these fools. Like, uh -huh. like it was terrible. Right. It was like, you said mic, AA right? meeting, right. Yeah. 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 It is a little bit like there. This is the, a lot of these people are unstable uh -huh. right. or or, right. or just in a rough spot. Right. Mm -hmm. They're just kind of getting up. Talk it out. Yes. And I, like going back to my earlier point, stand up wasn't like. I'm not saying it was for dorks or anything, but it was a fringe activity. Mm -hmm. So like, we weren't. You wouldn't watch and go like, oh, he's doing right. Seinfeld, or right. maybe Seinfeld, but you didn't yeah. have the lexicon that we have now. So it's just a bunch of people doing bullshit, mm. some funny people. And I, that was the smartest thing I did because the next week I went and I signed up 
and uh, and I started doing it. And I had done it in Boston, but that really felt like my start. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And and so And you were immediately good at it and that's the end. <laughs> <laughs> I, One week later you the had The funny your thing show. is the, the the trouble with social media and YouTube and all these things, there's that great line in Inside Lewin Davis where they're like uh, Oscar Isaac goes, Don't I never release the early stuff. It kills the mystique. Mm. Right. And I really think there's a killing of the mystique that happens now is yeah. because you start and you start posting your clips right. immediately. Right. You and don't have that that whole the learning curve. Yeah. You need to be underground for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And that's what was awesome about Chicago. I'm not it's, yeah. I'm not saying it's underground necessarily anymore. No, no, but, but before there was you no moved industry, either to New York or LA. Exactly. And it was just to be the best person in the scene. And not even necessarily to make it. I definitely was like, I'm going to be a comedian. Yeah. Full stop. No joke. That's what's happening. And plus there's but less pressure probably being there. Than, there was. Yeah. There's other details in the story. I got very lucky when I was in Chicago. The the few times I opened for somebody, it was Bill Burr and Jim Gaffigan. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Literally the two times yeah. my friend yeah, Dan Yeah, so you really Kaufman, had a community already of people who either were already Yes. And when I moved to New York, well I got or... a phone call from Jim Gaffigan, and he was calling to ask me to open for him in Indiana. And I was like, I just oh, moved to great. New York. And he was like, well, I can't fly you out. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay. So yeah. I was like, ah, fuck. But at yeah. least yeah. we were in touch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have so many stories of these. Sure. But that was the other... The the other thing I tell people that are doing stand-up is I, I was like, don't try to be funnier than Kevin Hart. Try to be one of the funniest people just on the show. Right. Just yeah. try to tr- try to shine right. on just that show. Yeah. And that's your mark. Mm-hmm. And if you're doing an open mic, and, and those days at the Lions and 50 people would sign up, it would take hours. Yeah. So, you know, if you could be in the top five of those people. Right. And you know what will really give you a leg up is if you have a coherent beginning, if you middle, write and your end. Set. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. You'll cold, be cold open. Yeah. If you do a cold open and a 9-11 and a Holocaust and an AIDS, you're in business. Uh, but smooth sailing. But actually, go. it's just mop up after that. If you're not drunk and if you're not just trying to say things you're not allowed to say. Right. You're way ahead. Yes. Yeah. And if you write a beginning and if you study comedy, mm-hmm. I don't mean to make it about this, but like even when I wasn't that funny and I wasn't, nobody is. I had a beginning and in what I thought might be around the four minute mark, yeah. I'd try to you do a callback. I'd try. Because yeah. mm-hmm. I saw the pros doing that. Right. Mm-hmm. And I remember my parents came and saw me. This was actually in Boston. I can't believe I was okay with them coming to see me. I still yeah. get terrified oh, yeah. of that. <laughs> but they came in and they watched me and they still talk about this that the host of the open mic at the Comedy Connection, I didn't do that well. Uh-huh. I did okay. I, I still remember the routine. It started talking about free samples at the food court uh-huh. in the mall. Mm-hmm. I remember this is a joke. I remember I go, food court? I was a big Seinfeld guy. <laughs> what is this? Where rebel foods go on trial? <laughs> Wait for the tag. I go, you're going to fry for what you did, chicken. <laughs> oh. It's terrible. But I talked about the free samples. <laughs> yeah. And it was this, this whole this like- This is the reason you had to move to Chicago. Oh my God. I had to run from my past. <laughs> After that. The routine yeah. was, I don't think I've ever really talked about this. Not that it's hot take, but when you <laughs> do your own podcast, you get excited yeah, when you're yeah, like, exactly. I think yeah. I found something. Something I've never said out loud something before. Something new. You guys know. You guys know the thrill I'm talking yeah. about. Congrats. But I, it was talking about that you would- uh, Take a free sample. It was always general. We in Boston, you call it General Gow's chicken, General So's chicken. I oh, believe most of the world yeah. calls it. 
One drunk guy at a Red Sox game said gals. Yeah, and yeah. we're like, I think it's uh, what the fuck you're saying to yeah. me? And it was just gals. Yeah. It's now gals. Oh, are you from China? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, you're from China. <laughs> you're from right. China. And you come right to Fenway. <laughs> like, where do you get the G in that word? It's TSO. Anyway, I got to go through gal pre-check. <laughs> gal. That, was, okay, that was a stretch. That was a stretch. I know what you were doing. And I love, that's all I need. In comedy, if you know what I was going for, still a B minus. <laughs> I, I um, talked about how you would take a sample. You just have nothing to talk about. I'm 20, right. 21 years yeah, old. Yeah. You, you haven't have done nothing done to talk about. Right. You, you, you just need haven't been something. haven't been Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You just need something. Maybe I was 20. Mm-hmm. And I was like, just talking about you'd eat some of the General Gals chicken. You don't want it, but it's so good. You buy a plate of the chicken. Mm-hmm. And I think I started, it's, it's called a false premise. You go, how do they afford right. to give away the free chicken? That's a false premise. The chicken costs two cents. Like that's, I didn't know anything, but I'm, I'm arguing circular logic to prove the stupid point. How do they afford the free chicken? Then I thought about it. This is so stupid. You eat the chicken, then you order the plate. You don't even want it. You leave it. You walk away. They come by, put in a couple toothpicks, right? Mm-hmm. And like, that's the punchline is an ellipses. Yeah. They put in a couple of toothpicks. <laughs> you're like you're just, you're just yeah. hanging out. <laughs> and you that one over food. Oh, I'll, wait. I'll leave oh, this here. You right, can right. finish my sandwich oh, on that wait. one. <laughs> that was my ellipses. That development is not a <laughs> I like the way you were kind of doing your early, you were kind of doing. Yeah. Like Seinfeldian-esque back then. You put it, well, you had to. Right. See, yeah. what Seinfeld is a master <laughs> yeah. of is he figured out that there's how you say it. Right. It's an attitude. Like, what's the deal is yeah. an right. attitude. Right. And most people, the mistake they're making, and I'm sorry, I don't mean to turn this into a stand-up tutorial. No. Is most new comedians, I want to pull them off stage and go, how do you feel about what you are saying? Yeah. How do you feel? Because there's a lot of autism. There's a lot of like brilliance and there's a lot Mm -hmm. of heady stuff. And someone needs to go like, where in your body is that joke? You know what I mean? I'm not saying you need to be doing this, but you need to be going... You said like, that is Seinfeld. Where in your where body is your that body? joke? Is, where are these jokes in your body? <laughs> and people like Seinfeld that figure that out that aren't naturally mm-hmm. embodied and mm-hmm. not, I wouldn't even say I can't prove this, but I have to think he taught himself to emote on command to right. get a better response. Right. That was the only motivation to learn how to talk like a human was to get better laughs. Cause I'm sure he's even more of a weirdo. I and say that with love. Some comedians amplify like their personality. Oh yeah. Of course. Yeah. But that, so I'll give you an example that you don't care about and you won't enjoy. We'll I'm just kidding. But I, <laughs> when I was starting out, I wrote this joke where I go unicorn. How about unicorn? It has no corn. Right. Then I did on my HBO special and I yell it. I go, I, I, it opens yeah, like yeah. this. And first of all, the first joke of benign violation is a joke, right? The first joke is that out of nowhere, I go, unicorn? Right. <laughs> unicorn. But I'm yelling. Right. right. How about unicorn? <laughs> That's a joke. Yeah. Because the joke isn't just the word. It's the joke is actually not to dissect the bird, but the joke is that that's what you're getting upset about. about? Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And and that can be canned and overused and fake Mm -hmm. and bad. But it went from something that was that's embarrassing. Never say that again. To one of my most quoted jokes. Mm -hmm. And it's a stupid joke. 
And by the way, my social person just posted that clip on social media. The other risk, the comments are full of people telling me about Latin. And I, I don't oh, know why boy. I looked at the comments, but I was like, <laughs> yeah, why this is- You're never too old to learn. <laughs> yeah, that's right. This is also the enemy of comedy. Yes. Some some new comedian would post that. Somebody called the joke lazy. Right. I don't, I really don't know why I looked at the right. comments. I, I never do. Yeah. Someone was like, look, I don't mean oh. to, but I just got to call out this lazy joke. Like it's uni and, and a right. eunuch. And I was right. like, you fucking, like I'll burn down a whole- like a, a reenactment village, and that's their livelihood. <laughs> just to spite this person, like I'll burn Plymouth Plantation to yeah. the ground. <laughs> do you do that digitally? Job. Do you get into it with people yeah, yeah, yeah. online? Oh no, I'll never. Do that. That. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I won't give this. That's that's you have like endless. a fake. A I troll will account. say right. it here, and they'll never hear it. But yes, I like no one that. will ever hear. They'll it. never know. No, no, no I don't mean that. Oh, that's our guarantee. Yeah, yeah. Cold opener. No. So let me speed forward. I do stand oh, up. Two you. weeks later. I get good. <laughs> I moved to Chicago. Yeah. So yeah. Two, like after doing stand up for very short, I moved to Chicago. So like six, I maybe did it six times in Boston. Mm -hmm. huh? Moved to Chicago to do improv. Walk by the thing. Monday uh, night. Comedy Didn't Mondays. get into anything I auditioned, except I got an, uh, an improv team, but there wasn't enough action. I need, uh -huh. you yeah. know, yeah. it's like late night. I like yeah. that. Yeah, I, yeah, I want to yeah, turn yeah. and burn. I want a new joke, new right. monologue, right. new laugh. Let's mm -hmm. go, let's go. Fucking improv. Look, I love improv. But this fucking get your 10 idiot friends together to rehearse once a week, yeah, to perform yeah. once a <laughs> right. month. Right. I'm like, you guys are not yeah. snorting the same powder right. I right. am. Right. I've never done cocaine. I'm just saying I'm in this. Right. I want it. I actually need it as an anxiety reduction. Mm -hmm. So I was like, look, we either need to rehearse every day and do a show four times a week, mm -hmm. or I need to start doing stand-up. Yeah. I'm really glad I started doing stand-up because that is all the thrill and all the pain. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's all the risk and all the reward. Mm -hmm. And I preferred that. I was like, I'll eat shit and want to like cry, you bombed so badly, if it means Maybe in it's three gonna weeks, make you go I'll up kill again. so hard. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And also the bad ones are like pulling the bow right. string back. And then the next one's amazing because you're fighting. Like mm -hmm. you're, it's exactly like, it's no wonder we call it killing or dying. It's like, it really is like a little battle. And when mm -hmm. you get your ass kicked, you train harder. This is why I don't like, right, Sween, you're a writer. I know you see your things on, on their feet, but like writers that are just sitting around thinking about a novel, I'm like, how do you, how get do you feedback. motivate that? Yeah, yeah. I write, because if I don't write, I die. You don't write, you get to jerk off and eat some Oreos. Right. Like you win if you don't write. I, I'm on a treadmill. You're going for a walk in Madison County. Like I don't understand how they do it. And yet I envy them. I envy them as well. I but I, that. I wouldn't trade it for the world. But I, if you could just kind of like find your dad's critical voice yeah. in you and be like, tickety-typety, tickety-typety. There's... Like I have shows coming up. I have to, I have to get that joke. Well, right. in that thing you're describing, I think you had to have that to, to be successful. I don't think that you, I mean, doing, performing once a month, it, you're not going to get the, no, the experience that you need. It just wasn't working You need the reps. Yeah. But wait, so after three years, was in you there for three years. looked elsewhere and where did you end well, up? Well, speaking of Seinfeld, uh, I saw the movie Comedian. Mm -hmm. Um, it's a, it's a very fond memory. I went and saw it I th with Kumail, you know, mm -hmm. Kumail, 
Nanjiani. Okay. Yeah. Back the most Italian Pakistani. <laughs> Nanjiani. Kumail Nanjiani and I had a big bowl of pasta. He had a unibrow and smoked parliaments at the time. This is not the, pre-Marvel. Uh, yeah, pre-Marvel. Yeah. <laughs> and we went to the movie theater, mm-hmm. uh, like where... I, I wouldn't even call it the movie theater. We went to a movie theater where a comedian was playing, but it wasn't on a lot of screens. But we went to opening day matinee. Uh-huh. And we sat down, the theater was already dark. We watched the movie. Of course, it changed my life. By the time the movie ended, I was like, I am moving to New York. Yeah. And when the lights came up, we looked around and it was every comedian. It was all stand-up comics. But we didn't know. We <laughs> didn't know until the lights came up. Yeah, it looked like... The matinee, it, and you yes. all immediately moved to New York together. Well, you know, it's an interesting... To me, obviously, because what, what I did ended up uh, working for me, it was a really important moment. And I wonder how many of those guys were like, I should move to New York. And I wonder how many did. And the, the answer isn't a lot. Kumail mm-hmm. did. Yeah. And I did. And I look... And a lot of brilliant ones stayed. But what I wanted to do was go to New York. Mm-hmm. And I did. And because of that movie, almost single-handedly, mm-hmm. I told my wife at the time, we're moving to New York. <laughs> like, just like that. Mm-hmm. Wow. And not not like, yeah. like cutting a steak, right. black and white. We're moving to New York. <laughs> like, wasn't like that. I, Pack up the kids. I was very sweet and very meek. I probably just was like, what do you think? Next thing I know, we're faxing. She was a teacher, her resume mm. to schools that we just found wow. on a map. Mm-hmm. Wow. Having a wife where it's like, we're moving together, that's... Well, yeah. I mean, this is my ex-wife change. and she ended up being the impetus for crashing. Uh-huh. But again, uh-huh. to say something lovely about her, she was very supportive and and believed in me. And, yeah. And when we broke up, actually, she was like, you know, she had an affair and she regretted the way that it happened. But she was like, the nicest thing she said was like, I believe in you. She's like, I think oh. you're going to be. Oh, that's great. She said, I think I could cry. She goes, I think you're going to be one of the greats. I'm oh, not leaving great. you because I think right, you stink. Right, right. I'm leaving you. She did. I'm leaving because I'm jealous. <laughs> I'm leaving. <laughs> she, she said, I because I'm not attracted to you. She said her truth, which was, I don't, I'm not interested in being a famous comedian. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was great. Yeah. Before, yeah. like good years oh, before yeah. I was yeah. famous. Oh, she, she got out like, at the right time. That's yeah. not for me. Right. Yeah. I've also joked that she also left like the year I started making good money. Uh, like, yeah. I was making nothing. Like we she might have liked yeah, it a little yeah. more. She's holding you back. <laughs> How do you like it in a mink? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so no, she was supportive and she did, uh, yeah. move to New York and w- she was working and I wasn't breaking in and I wasn't going to start doing enough $50 spots. I wasn't getting any $50 spots. I was making no money, but then Jesse Klein, you know, Jesse mm-hmm. Klein, she hosted a show on Wednesday night, uh, at a place called Rafifi, which we also rebuilt for crashing. Uh, it was, uh, just on East 11th between first and second. And it was this all... Haven. It was like really like right. the, yes. the, I, I'm, I almost always show up at things right when they're ending yeah. or falling apart. <laughs> I happened to show up at this right when it was three Conan writers sweet. talked about it. Todd Levin, yes, um, Dan Cronin, and mm. Andre Dubachet. Oh, and, yeah. Andre Dubachet. Loved, I think they all became friends and met there. Yes, I might so many, but, so many wonderful people. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Eighty Miles, uh-huh, uh, Eugene yeah. Merman. Yeah, Bobby Eugene. Tisdale. I mean, yeah. it was yeah. incredible. Oh, and they were all, it was like one of a kind. Really, yeah. nobody yeah. was doing the same thing as weird. anyone else. Yeah. Did you feel awesome. like you were somewhere special when you were there? I did. This time in my life, I met Dimitri Martin, another Conan uh-huh. writer. Uh-huh. And I made a fake newspaper 
I came home and I was so adrenalized just from meeting Dimitri wow. that I made a fake newspaper in Microsoft Word and <laughs> wow. put a picture of him in it. This is truly embarrassing. And wrote, <laughs> I think my wife so called sweet. me Pums. Well let's, well, let's hear the whole story first. I know. It said, anti-Semite crashes Boston Comedy Club. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, it, said, it said, Pums meets Dimitri Martin. Uh-huh. And I wrote the story of how I met him because I left it out for my wife to read right. in the morning. Right. Oh. Called like the Peter the Peter Times or something, uh, but this is how like single focused yeah, I was. You were, I, I know you didn't mean it, but I looked at you and you were kind of like, uh, <laughs> just like a slight like. Are you sure you want to tell this story publicly? Indicating Joe, our engineer. No, no, no. Um, her name is Joy. Joe. Joe. Oh, that's more fitting. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, Jk. 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 Um, <laughs> Justin and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag and Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. Go spread the word. When you get a fresh, hot McCrispie from McDonald's and you can feel the heat coming through the bag, don't try to wait till you get home. Always respect hot chicken. The McCrispie, only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. Start clean with Clorox, because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... I got the charcoal mask. Great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking. Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? Uh, uh, hello? Hey, Janice. I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. <laughs> no, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. So let me, yeah. I'll, I'll try to speed it up. But Jesse Klein had that show Wednesday. Her, She and Nick Kroll had a show called Welcome to Our Week. I read about it in the Village Voice. And the way they described it, it sounded like it was a talk show. It was just a show in the back of a bar. But I got there and it might as well have been a talk show. And she worked for Best Week Ever. Mm-hmm. She was on Best Week Ever. And she, I think she was a writer. On Be- no, I don't know what she did. But she was an executive at Comedy Central. And she was on Best Week Ever. And I, again, set the intention... I had Conan by 30, but I was yeah, like, yeah. I want to do that show. Mm-hmm. I won't tell you all the uh, other shows I did, hopefully, like literally like a training montage, trying to get people to notice me so I could finally meet Nick Kroll at mm-hmm. UCB, which I did, and finally ask him, can I do your show, and finally get booked on it. Nick's not there that night, but Jesse is. Uh-huh. I do the show. I do well. That's important. That's yeah. key. It's not just networking. It was like, right. I was ready for her to see me. needs luck. Yeah. I emailed her. I, got, I don't even know how I got her email. I must have asked her. And I just said, I, I thank you so much for having me. I've always wanted to be on Best Week Ever. It's like a goal of mine. And I've always wanted to do Premium Blend because mm-hmm. that was a Comedy Central show. She didn't reply. She instead, 
I got an email from the Fred Graver, who was the executive producer of Best Week Ever, saying, Jesse Klein told me that you'd, you'd like to do Best Week Ever. Just like that. Wow. One of the coolest moves. That's pretty good. She you didn't even reply. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. She just She just it. did it. Right. And yeah, he nice. reads out, mm-hmm. yeah. next week I'm on. Now I'm making $400 a week doing Best Hell Week yeah. Ever. It was fucking incredible. Oh, it became a regular gig. Yeah. It was a regular That's thing. That's great. I learned so much doing Best Week Ever that we, everyone here takes for granted. It's like, attitude, right. rephrase the question that say, what what was it about Chuck D's response that yeah. made you laugh? And you'd go, the crazy thing about Chuck D's response is, yeah. like you learn those things that mm-hmm. when you interview like a college intern, you go like, oh, like you don't know right. what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. don't know how to talk show you business. In sound right. bites, right. yeah. You don't know how to talk in sound bites. So I did that show. Then uh, again, I, I moved to LA. It, it's boring. I, I, I wrote a, a writing sample. I did Montreal. I got my agent, Zach Drucker and Doug Luckerham at WME. They still are my manager, blah, blah. I wrote a modern family spec. Yes. I submitted it. Haven't we all? Haven't we all? <laughs> Literally. I think it was I have one too, the year before somewhere. they started saying no more modern family spec. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm, I'm very proud of this story too because I had never written the spec. Uh-huh. I just, they sent me a sample of a script mm-hmm. and I had never seen the show and they sent me DVDs. This is how long ago mm-hmm. it was. I watched a couple episodes. I looked at the scripts. I was like, the first scene is four four pages. The second scene, exact cold (laughs) open. (laughs) The second scene is, and Mm -hmm. that scene comes back here. Yeah. And I swear, I just a beautiful minded it. I just went like, uh huh. Yeah. Like it. It took a weekend. It is. It is. Yeah. I I wrote it in a weekend. Wow. Like that. Because I really only did that. Right. And there is math involved. Yeah. It's like there's a musicality and there's Mm -hmm. a pattern. Sure. And then I was like, this guy is a corny dad. I'm like a corny dad. Mm -hmm. I still remember some of the jokes I had him say as Arnold Schwarzenegger, Uh, who was playing Mr. Freeze at the time. I went, (laughs) ice to see you. So I put Uh, in parentheses as (laughs) Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Ice to see you. And I was like, I think I'm getting this job. (laughs) And I did. Oh, shit. Uh, I got it. First back. First wow. thing, on first Modern job, Family. Not no, on Modern I'm Family. Not, no, I got a job for... on a show called Outsource. Oh, okay. For NBC. Yeah, yeah. But that moved me to LA. Oh, yeah. Now we're getting in now, closer to what we're supposed to talk about. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> Who cares? Now I'm doing more stand-up and I'm 31 years old now. So I'm a year off oh, my cone. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I'm a little- The I'm clock little, is ticking. I didn't see this wrinkle coming. I, I, honestly, <laughs> I I'm assumed. so used to, yeah. it's like when, you know, and I on did, my baby. 30th birthday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But you're he 31 now. Oh my 31. God. And I'm you're like, a and fucking failure. And I had already failure. done Fallon. <laughs> I broke That's my uh, seal yeah. doing Fallon, which great. was okay. I did okay on it. But then- I really was like, I'm, I'm going to get on Conan. So I really want to, at, at this point, I've been submitting tapes or links probably by this point to J.P. Buck. Yeah. Wasn't working though. But I happened to be at the improv one night when J.P. was watching someone else run their set and I was closing out. So I did like 20 minutes at the end. I did the joke, uh, the Google joke. I had just written the joke about, believe it or not, this was cutting edge at the time, was I have Google on my phone and it's ruining everything. It almost sounds like a chat GPT joke. Because right. I, I, I say it's like a calculator that you can cheat at every right, subject, right, right. which yeah. is what chat GPT mm-hmm. is. But so is Google. Chat GPT is just like a very sexy Google. It's like, let me, not only will I tell you, I'll 
Yeah. Right. You can also be married to me. Exactly. (laughs) Now you can marry pornography. I never leave the house. It's like pornography that also makes you a huge meal. (laughs) I'm really. So you did the joke about Google. Yes. And JP, and this was great. He was like, I want that joke to premiere on Conan. I don't oh, know, cool. Which I've never yeah. even heard of. Yeah. 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 I was like, what? We want yeah, right. that joke exclusively. I love that. Yes. Yeah. And I just <laughs> taped and he said, it. How old are you? 31. Oh, <laughs> sorry. And I just taped it on, I, I don't know if it was John Oliver's New York stand-up show or some other show. Mm. But ah. it wasn't going to air oh. for a couple months. Yeah, yeah. Oh. But this is, what I, like, this is what you want. That's you want you to manufacture... Sure. Urgency. Definitely. So I had urgency. Yes. And he saw me live. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Huge synchronous. Or, yeah. or just, yes, yes, you yes. could just say it, it's a mitzvah. It was like a gift. Yeah. Right. Now I'm going to do Conan. I'm 30 when I do it. Um, then I'm writing on the other show. I had a breakup. I lost 50 pounds and I did Conan a second time. Mm. I left my writing job. It was on the Warner's Brothers lot, oh. and I walked oh, to Conan. Oh, that, funny! That's, Literally was yeah. in the writer's room. I'm like, I'll be right I gotta back. I got to go do a set that's, real fast. You know what? That's. I hope you took a moment <laughs> to enjoy that. Nobody yeah. gave it to me. What? Uh, Nobody. No, they seemed what a they were off. so. They were, kind of, they were kind of like, how, uh. how 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 was it? How was it? Yeah. I'm like, oh, how was your little taping? Oh, my makeup. Yeah. yeah. My ma- why am I wearing makeup? Right. <laughs> and my favorite shirt. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the second you time wore I, that the first time I didn't the it's first time I'm I'm 285 and I'm wearing a smock. Oh like wow. A, like wow. A, uh, like I had never worn the shirt before. You really lost it was, wow, I lost yeah. 50 pounds in between my first Conan and my second Conan. A bad bad relationship. Uh-huh. And I did a juice cleanse and you can tell cuz my skin could cook bacon in the uh, second uh, one. Uh, I'm <laughs> radiating <laughs> kale juice the second one. And it was that one that I didn't know that they were looking for the I, the follow up to the Conan oh, show. Wow. wow! And so I didn't know, which I'm glad. Thank yeah. God. Yeah. yeah. Thank God. I, I, I mean, although I you might be real. really good at that stuff. A little pressure, I guess. Yeah. But I was already swinging for the fences. It's nice so, not but to. Conan know. was really effusive, and and I remember, um, I think it was Jeff Ross was like, he never does that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like he came up and talked to me for like ten minutes, yeah. and mm-hmm. I was like, that was nice. And they were like, he doesn't normally do that. And I was like, yeah, really, Mr. Ross. <laughs> It's true. Oh, really? <laughs> it is true. You though. say that to all the yeah. girls. It was very yeah. sweet. And we bonded about being from Boston. Uh-huh. And next, yeah, I was going to say, I feel like you have a lot in common. Yeah. You're both really six, tall. Yeah. Irish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Spent time in Chicago. Mm-hmm. I went to Harvard. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, I've been to Harvard. Um, <laughs> Harvard-Westlake. But th- this is where I think it gets pretty interesting is that I... <laughs> I um, I didn't, I, I knew they were looking for somebody uh-huh. and I missed this naivety, this sort of purity that right. I had right. because my manager day was like, they're, they're looking for someone to host a, a half hour talk show after Conan. And I was like, great. And they were like, so Conan wants to meet. And I was just so happy that I got to meet Conan. Like I had a meeting in his right. old office yeah. and I, I, I remember I sat down and I was nervous, but I was also like oddly confident and I was like, can I sit here? I don't want to fuck up your shit. And I, I don't know why I said that. Like, it was one of those, like, yeah. what am I saying? Like, the first thing I'm saying is I don't want to. <laughs> and, and he goes, you can sit there. You won't fuck up my shit. And I was like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Game that, on. That's when I knew we were good. <laughs> yeah. And we just talked. I didn't know any. I swear, yeah. I was so green in mm-hmm. show business. Yeah. I was like, aren't we going to, like, interview? talk about yeah. right, the right. show? Or mm-hmm. I didn't know. I, I wonder if I had a pitch or something. Right, I, was, right, right. I didn't. But I was just kind of like, ah. 
Yeah. And we just chatted about our families and, uh-huh. and all oh, that stuff. Nice. I but think that his, was his the mom. Yeah, it was. The, this is very sweet. Uh, this is so saccharine. But he said, I don't, this is the last thing he said. He goes, I don't know what it is about you, but when I'm with you, my funny tuning fork vibrates. Mm, it's a weird mm-hmm. phrasing, I suppose. So I had my little Warner Brothers parking pass and I, I I framed it and I drew a tuning fork on it Aww. with a Sharpie and it, it's still in my office. But I remember being like, that's what I got from that. I got a parking pass yeah. and a tuning fork. Huh. Next thing I know, we go back to the TBS, which probably means six months. Right, <laughs> right, 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 right. But next thing I know, we get another call. You're going to meet with Jeff Ross, not the Roastmaster, Conan O'Brien, and uh, at his office. And this is how it went down. I'm sitting in Jeff's office, which used to be much bigger. Yikes. <laughs> and uh, You weren't supposed to go up there. <laughs> and I'm sitting next to Conan, and he's wearing his Indiana Jones light brown leather, <laughs> which I was like, it was oh, so weird to see been a big day. Conan in the wild. I Like, that was yeah. so kind of... Again, I still get excited when I see Conan, don't get me wrong, but but mm-hmm. it was really like... Right. In his civilian leather? clothes. Like, yeah, what? Yeah. doesn't seem like a leather guy. Like, I didn't know he's this leather. This deal is off. Uh, <laughs> I walk. I draw the yeah. line. And in the meeting, he says, um, well, we're going to go to TBS, tell him we want to do a talk show, and we're going to tell him that we found the host. And I swear like, to you, is I it? thought, right, right. who is right, right, Oh, right, that's right. great. I did. I went... Who is it? I didn't say it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I knew well enough to shut right, up. Right, right, right. Yeah. But I was like, and it slowly dawned on me yeah. that he meant me. Ugh. And it was like, it was that's like fireworks incredible. went off yeah. in my body. But I was just sitting there like, and uh-huh. he, like that's he how knew I, how to yeah. deliver that news to you too. Well, Do you know what I mean? Like kind of He did just it. Just low. But, it's still that way. Because like, he's yeah. one of the We're few like, people who's been news. in those shoes. Yes. I, I, I never mm. thought about it, of, of getting right. that kind of news. He, he did say, I, look, I would say this if he was in the room. Yeah. He's like, we're going to tell TBS you have to be on the air for a year. Uh-huh. Oh, like, wow. We're going to yeah. tell them you pick us up. You have to be on for a year. Yeah. That, it didn't happen. But that's not his fault. You did do a couple seasons, yeah, though, didn't you? Here's what happened. Okay. It's a little okay. more oh, spicy than that. Okay. And then I die. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we <laughs> shot the twice. pilot on the Conan, yeah, on the Conan set, yeah. Yeah. which was a thrill. Mm-hmm. And we, the guests were Nick Offerman for uh-huh. one. Bill Burr for one. That's the one we used, and T.J. Miller for mm-hmm. another. So these That's a good question. Like yeah. how much, how much time went into yeah, getting ready you to getting do that to pilot? Practice. I what was great was for the monologue. I did my closer, which was one of my best closers of ah. all time, and it just mm-hmm. so happened to be clean. Okay, yeah. And I just did the story, great, great. and it was like some fake so way So you had in. that done. Check, I was like, you know. I'm doing mm-hmm. this new thing. Right. I'm not always the most comfortable right, guy. Right, right. And mm-hmm. then I tell right. a story. Oh, right. great. But we knew that was going to mm-hmm. murder. And it did. And we did it again when we shot the proper mm-hmm. pilot. Mm-hmm. And then we were most worried about the guests. And the moment that it's hindsight being like, I knew we were going to get picked up. I knew we did. I knew I did a good job because mm-hmm. Bill Burr was the guest. And, and this is sort of before Bill became like the right. most legendary right. Conan guest of all time. Right. Yeah. Who always comes like, on what? and uh-huh. slays. 12? I'm bad with time, but that sounds right. Okay. And um, he was doing a bit and it was perfect because it was just getting a little tense, just a little tense, mm-hmm. a little bird tense. 
You know, you get a little burr on your sock. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you get a little burr a little on friction. your sock. You went through the meadows. You got a burr on you. <laughs> and he's he's talking about Hitler, your favorite. <laughs> and he's going. He's been going for a while, and I'm I'm the host. I'm supposed to shine. Uh, he's doing great. Yeah, he's yeah, doing yeah. what he's supposed yeah. to do. But I'm kind of going like, what? Do, how do I score and help him score? And he's going Hitler, giving these speeches. He goes, how did he? How did he convince all those people? I've seen the speeches. <laughs> That's a good and he goes. What was he saying? What was he? I mean, what is he saying up there? And I go, and, I, and the joke came to me. Sorry to, you know, my own war story, but I lean in and I go, probably a lot of hear me outs. And the crowd goes wild. And yeah. it, I had gotten the card to wrap. Oh my yeah, God. Yeah. And I closed oh. it. Yeah. And every, and I go, when we come Perfect back timing. a little bit more with Bill, Bo just like wow. my yeah. dream, I'm Holy throwing cow. the commercial. Yep. And as everyone's clapping, Bill goes, that's very funny. Uh, and I was like, and this is the guy that I opened. That's right. All right. Those in Chicago. Yeah, yeah. And he, and it's part of why he did it. He was like, oh, that guy yeah. that I opened. Yeah, yeah. I literally opened for him in Peoria, which is where Richard Pryor is oh, from. Yeah. Where the birthplace of the expression, will it play in Peoria? Mm -hmm. Right. Yes. Meaning, will regular people get it? And I ate shit most of the time. Uh, but Bill liked me and it, it all came back. What, circle, what, yeah. what is this? The movie Big Fish? Like, what the fuck is, <laughs> what the fuck is happening in this tale? But it's so charmed and it's such a pleasure yeah. to remember. So we yeah. shot it. Here's where it gets kind of interesting. TBS went ahead and told us they had no intention of picking it up. Oh. Here's why I know that. <laughs> and then I die. Uh, <laughs> I know because the deal that we that we wrote out. Yeah. If this goes to series, here's what Pete gets. Here's what the writers get. Uh -huh. Money-wise, budget-wise. Um, they were like, look, we want to pick it up. We can't honor that contract. That was, and Conan knows this, that was to placate Conan. He is our guy. He wanted to do this. We said yes. Oh, wow. We gave you like a fake contract. <laughs> like, like a, yeah, we'll give you, uh, it wasn't a yeah, ton yeah, of money, yeah. but it was like, I don't know. I don't even remember what I made for that show, but it wasn't, it right. wasn't a ton of money it, and I'm not complaining. But they, the contract was more generous and they're like, we want to do it. We didn't expect it to be this good. So good news, bad news. We want to do it, but we want to renegotiate this because we can't afford to do this. <laughs> That's, That's insane. Isn't that wild? Yeah, this is oh like, my God. like old showbiz. That, like, that's a, literally like a, a bait and switch. I know. Yeah. Good news, bad news. Good news, bad news. <laughs> yeah. And again, it wasn't necessarily framed like that. Like I'm right. saying it very directly. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's my yes. recollection. Of no, there was a lot of yeah. happened. Nobody. Sure. Nobody was like yeah. smoking. Man, right. yeah, nobody right, was like right. that. They were just like, but at least my we, manager they was want like, to make the right. show. They want to make the show. Yeah. That's okay. all I heard. There's just one sticking point. I was so thrilled. I mm -hmm. no, I was on the toilet when they got canceled. Anyway, <laughs> I was doing an Elvis when it got canceled. <laughs> right. But they, the way that we just ju justified the budget or whatever, because it was a very low budget, was we would shoot six episodes a week. And it was not oh, wow. non-topical. So there we are, like shooting in the summer, and I'm like, Valentine's Day is yeah. around the corner. Like literally, that's a classic. And was that to thing. air every night or to air once a week? Four times a week, oh, just like wow. you guys: right. Monday, yeah, Tuesday, yeah. Wednesday, Thursday. And we would bank episodes. But here's, mm -hmm. it never would have worked. Not, like, I, I, I consider the show a great success. I actually believe it or not, it have a funny. lot of fans, and and very because funny. of thank you, that means a lot from you. And from Instagram and TikTok, for real. No, seriously. But Instagram and TikTok, no, but my compliment was sincere. Yeah. 
is giving it this whole second life and YouTube gave it this whole oh, second cool. life. Is yeah. TBS in this weird pre... For once, uh, the the artist benefited from like a... Right. We didn't know what to do with streaming stuff. Mm-hmm. They let us have it on my YouTube. Oh, oh that's, that's great. Right. Yeah. My, that was like in the deal. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Little, yeah. oh. You can host it yeah. on your YouTube. This is before anyone knew what yeah, yeah, YouTube yeah. was. Uh-huh. So before so you, you know monetize it, it yeah. there's like, we should have monetized it, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Like that would have been incredible. But I can't because I didn't oh, pay well, for yeah. it. Oh. But they could have. Yeah. That was kind of dumb. Uh, <laughs> sorry. I, I just, yeah. I'm, just, I'm just in my brain counting the money. <laughs> I know. I'm Somebody, sorry. I went to a taping once and, and you had on a new material. Was it new, new material, material Seinfeld? Seinfeld. That made me laugh oh. really hard. Oh, I, who did that voice? Joe DeRosa, okay. my, my oh, dear friend. Yeah, yeah. New material Seinfeld was something I used to do just oh, to make people laugh. It is very mm-hmm. funny. And I was like, well, what's a cop? Right, it's a right. glass, glass bowl, but it's tall, right, tall right, bowl. Right. Tall bowl, Hollywood <laughs> bowl. Right. Why is it a bowl? It's not a bowl, it's a shell. <laughs> shell gasoline. It's not gas, it's a shell. What's a dinosaur? <laughs> Fossil. Fossil's <laughs> jeans. Jeans, you put on jeans? <laughs> Diesel, Vin Diesel, does he wear diesel jeans? <laughs> and like you just work and do a thing and he'd go, is that anything? Is that- <laughs> that, that's my favorite. I'd, he'd is have a pad anything? and a, a pen. That, see, this so is did how Rosa, I know. Did, do you feel he did it justice? He did do it justice. Okay. And and he, I, and he, he was great. What were you going to say in Tripped? I, well, I was going to compliment and say, a true comedian, you, knows that the joke is, is that anything? Yeah, yeah. Like someone watching <laughs> right. is like, I like the part. Like Nate, no, the audience did, the, the, the that would kill were, when he yes, goes, is that yeah. anything? Is that anything? The crowd laughed really hard. That's the punchline. Yeah. But Nate Fernald, one of our writers, I remember he wrote this joke, was so Seinfeld. It was so good. It's really a testament to how clear Seinfeld's voice is. I'm not yeah. saying mm-hmm. that yeah. just to kiss his ass, but I'm kissing his ass a little bit. But he's like, he was like, uh, macaroni. <laughs> they always have the uh, the clear window <laughs> that you can see oh, the macaroni the in the box. Yeah. yeah. He goes, meanwhile, cereal's over here in the dark. Why is macaroni get a room with a view? <laughs> I was like, that <laughs> is a great, that's that's a great, great joke. It's ready to go. Seinfeld that is a great joke. That. You yeah. could I give it to Seinfeld. It's so ready to go. Yeah. So cut to me. This is actually kind of a synchronicity because <laughs> I went to the Palm restaurant for the first time yesterday. First time since this happened. The first time I went to the Palm Restaurant, which is like a famous yeah. uh, Hollywood restaurant, like very sceney. Like the faces of famous people. On the painted. wall, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they bring you a prime rib and a martini mm-hmm. at 11 a.m. on a Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> so I went to the Palm and I was yeah. telling this story that I was like, the first time I was there was Jerry Sein- Judd Apatow, my dear friend. Uh, and I mean that, like we, we're actually very close. I love him yeah. very much. And we talk all the time. And I don't know why I'm getting sweaty about that. I just mean like, He's just a, like, he's just a comic. He's just like a new balance. He wears this shirt every day. Mm -hmm. I'm dressed like him. (laughs) Regular guy. And I love that we can be pals. And um, he invited me to this thing that Jessica Seinfeld, so Jerry's wife, was having a fundraiser. And I was laughing with Val, looking back that I was like, that had to be like a five, maybe $10,000 seat. Mm -hmm. And Judd, like, classic rich guy thing. He's Didn't like, have anyone to go with me. with me. I'm sure Conan's been like, Sweeney, do you want to come to Mick Jagger? He's never asked No. <laughs> Mick Jagger's having an Easter egg right, hunt. Right. Like yeah, it's yeah. Raise Gotta money. Gotta show my face. Anyway, but I... I didn't, I don't really eat meat. I, even though I ate steak yesterday, yeah. I still don't consider myself a 
a red meat eater. Mm. So I, they're bringing out these steaks, these incredible steaks. Jason Bateman is there. Mm -hmm. Judd is there. And then I'm like, I don't even, they bring me the saddest mushroom I've ever seen in my life. It was a $10,000 portobello. And I had, I was just thinking about Judd being like, Uh uh-huh. I paid for this. I invited the wrong (laughs) motherfucker. So that was to redeem that. Here's why I bring it up. I'm counting it as a synchronicity. Jerry Seinfeld is there. Of course, this this is the man who changed my life. I saw his movie and I moved to New York and everything changed. Um, He comes up to me. (gasps) I have no stories like this. I'm in a dumb blazer like a Sunday school Uh student. uh He looks amazing. He walks up to me and he goes, What's with the mushroom? He goes, What's with the mushroom? (laughs) Why is it a mushroom cap? It's not a hat. (laughs) (laughs) It's like it's a shade. It's not graduating. (laughs) It's not graduating. Move the tassel. Move the fungi. I'm a fungi. She called that a mushroom. <laughs> Mitochondria, psilocybin. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. He says, but I also blow it in the story. I think mm-hmm. he goes, I. He goes, I just want to say. He doesn't. He's mm. regular, but I just want to say. <laughs> you can't help. That's, that's better. You're doing it as that's a puppet. That's him regular. <laughs> he goes, I saw that new material sign film thing. Oh he God! Goes, wow! And I loved it. Oh, that's and I, this is where I think I oh blew it, but it was honest. I couldn't yeah. stop myself if I tried. Yeah. To quote your friend Mick Jagger from the Easter Egg, "Thank you." Wild horses couldn't have stopped this. <laughs> I went like this. I went, <laughs> and I immediately oh, do that. Yes, you, and I immediately cut to him I later. I know for the being listener like, that yes. Pete just did a mind blowing yes. mime. Yes. A mind blow with the two <laughs> hands, like, your eyes like Pan's yeah. Labyrinth. Uh-huh. I blow it, yeah. and my eye pop. And I just, you know, he he rolled with it, but I was like, that's exactly like an episode of Seinfeld where he cut yeah. to the diner. Yes. Bump, bump, bump. Mm-hmm. He did the mind blow. Yeah. No. You don't do yeah. the mind blow. <laughs> a legend of comedy comes you up to you, Jerry. You don't do mind blow. Because it took up too much space. Yeah. Well, I was if like, you're, you're I was like, hand hit him in the I eyes. Six foot six. six way out. My wingspan is just too great. And he's like, <laughs> the conversation. Was, I, I, I think I did manage to squeak out, thank you for making comedian. I'm sure you did. Yeah. I okay. think you're over. I think you're being, that seems like a totally normal. I appreciate Nice it. response. <laughs> I, I mean, but what are the like chances? it is like you're narrating the moment in the moment, right. which is what's funny How about it. How could he have seen it? Yeah. How could he have seen it? <laughs> Somebody probably sent him the YouTube clip, to be honest. But like, it, it was it was a, a highlight for That's sure. So cool. So we did the show and, and we got two seasons and there was like six mm-hmm. months in between the seasons. But here's here's the it even worked out getting canceled when we did worked out because the way we were doing it was evergreen. It was never yeah. supposed to be that way. Right. So we're not interviewing celebrities when we're right. I'm talking right. to Adam Scott when he has nothing to say. Yeah, yeah. Which was so <laughs> hard. It was actually kind of pre-podcast though. It yeah. was like, right. just what's up, oh, man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Tell, tell me about your great. family. That's true. Yeah. And then we did all of these sketches and Batman sketches mm-hmm. and doctor sketches and we just had access to like Conan's toy box and yeah. and your art department mm-hmm. and your talent booker. Yeah, and I was like, wondering, was it sort of- It was of, incredible. It was, it was produced by some of the same people, but then it you had your own writers. all the same people. We yeah. had our own writers, mm-hmm. but we felt incredibly resourced, but we had Billy Bolatino directed oh, most yeah. of them. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the, the same camera people, Peter, I'm, I'm trying to remember the camera guys, people, but Peter's one of them. Same cue card guy. Right. And it was just like, looking back, boy, I'm going to be in a good mood the rest of the week because I'm just like, 
Yeah. I really was handed the keys and Conan really was like, do whatever you want. Uh-huh. Here's mm-hmm. how, and this is also what's great about it. That's nice to have someone like that behind you too. Yeah, and he was behind us. Yeah. And we felt that. Yeah. And TBS, and it's I'm grateful to, to TBS. It's all different. Everybody at TBS isn't the same people. At TBS. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But here's how not watching us they were. In the pilot, the first episode, I said fuck. Mm-hmm. And they didn't believe it. Oh, wow. That's how unwatched oh, wow. we were. <laughs> and when we, there was like a real, almost like lampoony yeah. revelation where we realized there was like a moment of sadness where we're like, no one's watching. And then we were like, Ooh, like a movie, you'd be I, like yeah. pushing in, no, no one's, one's watching. watching. And we started doing just like, you know, I flatter myself putting us up with like the Ben Stiller show and stuff. But we had our own smaller yeah. version of like, we can do whatever right. we want. We swore that so much. We were yeah. doing like, it was very dirty at times. I'm drawing dicks and stuff. It's not getting blurred. Just very adolescent. And it was this time in my life, I was single. And my brother actually loves the monologues because he's like, it's a it's a snapshot of a single man hmm. figuring out how to be alone in the world. Not alone, bad alone. Yeah. But like we did a monologue like called Have a Morning. <laughs> and it was the most earnest, like, don't just set your alarm right. before you right. have to go. Right. Get up early. Right. Read Seize the, the paper. Make some yeah, comments. Yeah. But it was like the most earnest. <laughs> like I had just like figured just that out. You're just becoming human. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes. And I would think of the monologues driving in. I, I lived in Los Feliz and I'd drive through Griff- uh-huh. Griffith Park. Uh-huh. And I'd have all of these there. monologues. Would write a mon- I saw a guy. Yes. I saw a guy on a motorcycle, but like. Well, like one of those fat motorcycles with like compartments on the back. We just did a whole <laughs> three wheelers, yes, yeah. a whole monologue about how uh-huh. not all motorcycles are uh-huh. cool, yeah. uh-huh. and would, yeah. would put it uh-huh. on its feet that day. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. And you get into that like white hot mania. Right, it's not right. bad mania, like Charlie Sheen mania. I'm not trying to make fun of mental illness. I'm just saying it wasn't yeah, yeah. bad. It was like it was like drinking from a waterfall. Right. You like think mm-hmm. it, do it. Right. And and I'm really really proud of it and 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 Jamie Lee and Nate and I, Joe DeRosa was one of the writers as well. Adam, I'm forgetting. I'm always Nate from. I'm going to forget some of them, but really incredible people. And of course, Oren Brimmer, uh, who directed all the sketches and and wrote. Oh, and, great. and we yeah. still work together. And Matt McCarthy. Oh, I love who Matt. Was yeah. in everything. He's oh, been he's in great. Con- he's he's such and a great performer. Our our lives have been so long that Matt and I and Oren are working together again. I'm not promoting anything. We just started going like, you know, what are we doing? We uh, we have different projects. All of us have different projects from time to time. But we're like. Let's just go back to the basics. Yeah. Let's yeah. scrap together some money. Mm-hmm. Get a space. This would be a great space, you fucking asshole. I think it might be available uh, after this. Right. <laughs> Actually, I, I'm 100% getting when I call you assholes. I'm like, maybe you guys could let us use this room. Because it's those clicks away. We shot, we j- we're about to release... Um, Batman fires the Justice League, mm, which mm-hmm. is me as Batman just letting everyone go. Yeah. We did that with X-Men for the Pete Holmes show. Yeah. And now you guys know it's like when your career is long enough to have these phases where you're not together and you kind of miss each other and yeah. it's sad. And then you you're get like, you back together. You know what was together. the best was when we were just making stuff. And yeah. You're, you're just doing it for its own sake. Mm-hmm. And then it becomes like, 
Because you can, and I say this in a great way, not a slimy way. You can monetize it. You can yeah. hopefully get enough views that these guys can get work out of it now. And now everyone's like benefiting from a legacy that we created yeah. together. Mm-hmm. And then it'll it'll branch out into this. So if uh, if you see those, please watch yeah. them. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's great. great. I that's love that great. you're going to be doing sketch comedy. Yeah. That's yeah. really, yeah. That's exciting. I will say this is the last little so of sweet nug. Oh, please. Yeah. I'll tell you two Get, sweet nugs to okay. close. Bring it home. Two nugs. We did one of the most popular videos and the hardest bit that we that killed the hardest we ever did on the Pete Home Show was called Romano Duets. I did a video called Romano Sings. <laughs> we just shot it in Oren Brimmer's apartment in New York. And I it, this is before you even said it went viral. It was popular. And it, we got, it got back to us that Ray Romano had seen it and we were unbelievably thrilled. Yeah. Cut to years later, I'm doing a talk show. A lot of the things we did on the Pete Holmes show were things that I had already done very low budget. So we did the X-Men series where someone's firing uh, Vega because you can't, oh, uh, the Street Fighter series. He's firing Vega because you can't bring a claw into a street fight. I mean, <laughs> the joke is right there. But I didn't have any friends or cameras, so I just shot it in photo. I made Photoshop stills. Oh my god! And this is kind of before that was a thing, like lo-fi, not animated, just cutting Mm -hmm. back and forth A and B. And I had Premiere. I stole Adobe Premiere off a torrent site, and I just made it, and I just voice acted it in my little room. And of course, I I love this story. Then we later shot it with Thomas Middleditch, and it's one of our most popular videos. Yeah. And we did Romano Sings with a literally a felt green screen and it did well. And then we got to reshoot it for the Pete Holmes show. And now it's beautiful and it looks a lot better. Then someone's like, do you think we could get Ray Romano to do it and would do Romano duets? So we did do it and you can watch it and I stand by it. And it's very funny. But the best part was we're on the lot, stage nine, I believe. And I'm standing in the dark and, you know, there's a proper green screen. And I'm just kind of doing my part before Ray gets there. So I'm at the mic and I'm like, hip hop, hooray, ho, <laughs> hey, you know, doing that. And the it's door- It's a little it, Oh, it's very Kermit. Yeah, yeah. It, it, yeah, we used to do it. It's like, <laughs> Ray Romano was like, yeah. Then like Kermit is like, hey, hey, yeah, yeah. hey. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Ross Perot is, ah. And Aziz <laughs> is, wow. <laughs> it's like they're all sort they're of all on like, the same spectrum, ah. yeah. <laughs> hey. <laughs> they're all a blend. Uh-huh. Um, so I'm doing it and I'm really, I'm wearing, my hair is dyed black and I'm wearing his style of shirt. But it's like kind of like making fun of him a little bit. Yeah, you know, yeah. Having fun with him. Yes. But I hear a door open and it's dark. And I just hear in the distance, he goes, my poor wife, if that's what I sound like. <laughs> <laughs> and he walked in and he did it. Oh, that's great. One of my favorite. Yeah. Then we played it on the stage and it murdered. Yeah. Like, like stand up level, like rolling. I was like, this yeah. is the greatest thing we've ever done. I, mi- I missed a good one with Jeff Ross. When Conan auditioned on 30 Rock, he was uh, filming like a test pilot. Yeah. And he was very green and he didn't know what he was doing. And I, I told Conan how much it meant to me and Jeff that in the, between acts one and t- like two and three, like before, after the desk bit, before the guest, Jeff handed very nervous green Conan 
a note that said, you're killing. Mm-hmm. And that's in The War for Late Night. Mm-hmm. And I just mentioned offhand how much that meant to me. And before Bill Burr, before I interviewed oh, him, he nice. handed me a note that said, you're killing. Oh, and that, that is and nice. And that's the other framed thing I had oh, that's in my office. And I, I, it's a treasure. So <laughs> then the show gets canceled and this will just lead into the, the next chapter. But uh, we don't have to go into it. I mean, this will be the uh, okay to close. I'm on the toilet. They call me uh, Elvis style and they're like, the show is not getting picked up. You know, when all your reps are on the call, it's either bad news or good news. And this was, uh-huh. this was bad news. But we had done nine, 80 shows, 80 shows. And we had literally done as many shows as we could have done before it started getting bad. Like for real. I'm oh, a, yeah. I'm a good spin doctor, but I was you like, You got out on top. How many. St. Patrick's Day monologues mm-hmm. can you do? We just <laughs> you got through, 29. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. got through a full year of holidays. <laughs> Hilarious. But at least you also had what was going on. Yeah, yeah. 29. <laughs> <laughs> You've been waiting for someone to ask that question. Um, so we got out when the getting was good. And then just to tell you, again, out of gratitude, what it did was Judd was a fan of the show. He did a sketch on the show. Mm-hmm. On the show that this aired, we we had the joke was that I would pit everybody has this pitch for Judd, by the way. If you're doing a sketch with Judd, come up with another idea. <laughs> um, but we didn't know that, which is I'll pitch you bad movies. Yeah. Like, it's the stupidest idea. You, you know, we had a lot to learn. <laughs> but I remember pitching him a, a movie called Bear Gishin and Frog Gishin. And um, but then Judd's a great improviser and he goes off script and he, he like completely deadpan is like, what's your real idea? Like, what's your real idea? And I'm like, that's actually terrifying. Like now thinking about it, who cares? At that moment, I was like, Jesus. Like, it's almost like, <laughs> it's almost not fair. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's it's like Bono is like, but if you did open right, for me, right, what right. would you play? Yeah. You know, and you're like, ah! Uh, gotta go. So in that <laughs> moment, I go, well, uh, I was married when I was 22. My wife left me when I was 28. I was very religious and I got very sad, but I ended up falling really hard into the stand-up comedy scene. That was not pre-planned. But on the top of your head, that was your pitch. Yeah, Yeah. I was just like, my my life. And he goes, that just sounds really sad. And that was the joke. It (laughs) it made the sketch was that he was like, your life sounds pathetic. That would just make people want to kill themselves. I was like, okay. So the show's canceled. I'm on the toilet. Mm -hmm. And I love sharing this story just because, like, it hopefully it can give people hope. So it's this low moment. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what are you going to do? Like, is that it? Mm-hmm. And I called Oren, and we were in that rhythm. We were making stuff. We were doing stuff. Yeah, we you had like, momentum. And, and we believed in ourselves. There's nothing, like, when you, I don't know much about sports, but when a basketball player is in the pocket or on mm-hmm. fire, and they're just hitting shots, mm-hmm. get the ball to him because he's in, mm-hmm. that's un- how- I, It's unconscious. Yeah, you're you're in the flow. Right. And that's how I felt. So I was like, okay, I'm lean. I don't mean physically. I just mean like, I'm ready to go. Let's not mope while the show is still airing because it was going to yeah. air for like six more weeks after- That's great. It was canceled. You had that many in the can. Maybe it was, I'm making that up. It but, might have been you three a, weeks at least. That's amazing. Yeah. It was. That's, that's a real yeah. head of steam. Yeah, exactly. I, totally. I was like, let's go to Comedy Central and we'll pitch them a sketch show because our mm-hmm. favorite part of the Pete Holmes show was the sketch show. Uh-huh. So we go and Kent Alterman was the head oh, yeah. of, of Comedy Central at the time. I, I like, he's a good He's guy. great. I love Kent very much. And we were 
Not in a Hollywood way. Like I, <laughs> I just for a second caught myself sounding like oh, a yeah, phony. Love him. Love him. Yeah, we've no, had drinks and like opened up. It's been beautiful. <laughs> but we had this meeting, and it's a warm room, and they they knew the show, and they were fans. And before the pitch, they said, Kent said, "Well, one thing's for sure: we don't want another fucking sketch show." Oh my god! Oh. And me Yay. and Orin are sitting there. Like like wallflowers. <laughs> We're like, <laughs> oh god, yeah, oh god, no. <laughs> we Neither do we. I wish we had the. I bet we did. Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> are you kidding me? Sketch show, Schumer, so Key and Peele, get out of yeah. here. So <laughs> we just we literally pivoted and acted like we were just there to touch base. Yeah, oh, yeah. Wow. Okay. Wow. Yeah. But the frustration of that, again, I want action. Mm-hmm. I'm, right, I right, want right, to go. Right. It's like the stand-up improv yeah. thing. I'm like, I've had a taste. Mm-hmm. I don't mean of fame and I don't mean of money. Certainly not. I just mean like, I've been making comedy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This Every is day. what I wanted to mm-hmm. do since mm-hmm. I was fucking six years old mm-hmm. with the big dick jokes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Got to stay in the forbidden city mm-hmm. like George. <laughs> like George Costanza. <laughs> so... I'm in my car outside of Comedy Central and in this moment of frustration, like kind of feeling down, like, well, that was the plan. Right. I I asked that question, which I feel like people need to, this is the, this is the swelling YouTube violins, you know, when people appropriate your content and right. get millions of views and put ads on it. Uh, Pete Holmes blows me away with an inspirational speech. But I I had the the courage and the vulnerability to go, no, really, if you could do anything, what would you do? Mm-hmm. And that's a vulnerable thing because if you really oh. admit that to yourself and it doesn't happen, you like fail. Yeah. you're the guy in the wet bathing suit at the buffet, right? <laughs> and I said, I would do a show like Girls with, with Judd Apatow mm-hmm. on HBO. And I was like, okay, what would that show be? And I was like, well, it would be about me being married. That Okay, that's, that's, I'm slowly, believe it or not, at this time in my life, I'm almost 33. And I'm finally putting together what's unique about me, mm-hmm. thanks to the talk show. Like, oh, I, I didn't yeah. know that was weird. Oh, other people, Religious, yeah. I mm-hmm. did, married so early, divorced. And then I was like, and then I thought of the engine of the show, which was, oh, every episode, I'll stay on a different comedian's couch. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, and I'll call it crashing. So I literally... That was on a Tuesday. Booked a flight. Uh, I, I asked Judd's office if I could pitch him something. Because he had been on the show, he said yes, but he was shooting train wreck. So I flew on that Wednesday to fly to New York. Spent the night, Thursday morning at like 6 a.m. on a couch. <laughs> that was the pilot. We shot it on an <laughs> iPhone. Pitched in the show. And like, and it just went from there. So there was the, yeah. even the Pete, the Pete Holmes show even bled into that. How So how long after direct, the Comedy Central, was it, how long after that Comedy Central that non-meeting? Was, that was, was Tuesday. I pitched to Judd that Thursday or wow. Friday. Wow. I you literally really have like a delta. Yeah. I have a delta. Yeah. I wish I still had it. Oh, like cocktail napkin yeah. where I wrote out wow. the show. Wow. Oh my God. And it fucking, and this is key because that could just be mania or momentum. He was like, write the pilot. And it, just like my modern family, I wrote it in two days, yeah. turned it in. And I've seen Jed work with a lot of people. And the number one thing that happens, and I I can have this too. Sometimes the whole table is set. Yeah. The, the, the meal is there, the fork is there, and you can't eat it. Mm-hmm. I see this happen. Like it's imposter syndrome or it's fear. Yeah. Like, it's self-sabotage. It's so I, 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 yeah, fear of success, self-sabotage unworthiness, all this sort of stuff. 
But because the Pete Holmes show had me at like an Olympic, mm-hmm. yes, like my, were, my yeah. body yes. fat was Shame. zero. He said, write it. I wrote it. Yeah. Because I, because you were used to doing six shows right. a week. But it was, it, this is helping me realize again how grateful I am to the Pete Holmes show and to Conan and to Jeff and to everybody and to TBS, even though I shit on them. <laughs> um, it's okay. That, All those people. That, that, ignorance about TBS. Yeah, that's which right. Is that's true. It was like running with weights or like running underwater. Yes, absolutely. And then he said, write it. And I wrote mm-hmm. it. And he said, rewrite it. And I rewrote it. Mm-hmm. And he said, rewrite it. And I rewrote it. I was like, and Judd, like minds like that, minds like Conan and Judd, they want that. That's their dream too, is to find someone who's like young and hungry, hungry and yeah. ready to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, I, I, this is stupid to be like, and the rest is history. No, but I mean, like, great. and that, it, it was like swinging yeah. from a vine to another vine and it, it was incredible. No, that's right. It's so cool to look back at it in that way and and have those things that at the time probably just felt to you like, this is, I'm partly running on just instinct and following these leads and kind of like trusting my gut on things. But then you look back and you're like, no, this this path makes sense when you look at it in yeah. this way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have fantasized about winning an award later in my career. Okay. So I was wondering what your next manifestation was going to be. Yeah, yeah. Here Mm -hmm. it is. And by what birthday? (laughs) I say one behind me. Yeah, yeah. Four days. (laughs) So there are these gratitudes, but here's the one that I can't wait for. And it's not for the award. It's for the speech. In the speech, I've, I've laid awake many nights being like, how fucking great. Let's say I'm on some show. I win an award. And I go up and I accept it. And I go, I'd like to thank Conan, Jeff Ross, and J.P. Buck, and Nick Bernstein. And thank, it's absurd. It's not, it's like somebody with a cigar go, it's not done. You know what I mean? But like, (laughs) like, and then take that to Judd and and Judah Miller and Oren Brimmer and Matt McCarthy. And then lead up to the show that I'm on. Yeah. But like, I'd love specifically, even more than crashing, to give that that first break the thanks. And th- so that's been my fantasy. And not, not to thumb my nose at yeah. Hollywood or the, the future right. you know, hypothetical show, but just to like, how long did it take me to say, I yeah. want to thank Conan O'Brien, right. Right. Jeff Ross, and J.P. Buck yeah. for giving me my first break on the Pete Holmes show? Because it clearly was this, this incredible push down the mountain. But that is a better look. I mean, every award is really almost more of a lifetime. But I mean, That's you know, right. occasionally That's an right. actor will win something at 22 or something, but usually it's, or this 10. is a culmination Which of- Which also reminds me that this isn't to, I guess there is a certain defensiveness where you want to be like, it wasn't just, I didn't win in a, like a lottery. Yeah. It was a show where you do monologues, interviews, and sketches. I was doing stand-up monologues. Yep. Mm-hmm. I was doing podcasting mm-hmm. uh, early on. So I was doing interviews. That's how they knew I could interview. Yeah. And I was doing sketches. That's how they knew. So, right. But that's, again, swell the violins in the YouTube misappropriated clip. That it was like I was doing the Pete Holmes show, and then they gave me the yes, Pete Holmes show. exactly. It was the easiest yes in yep. the world. Yeah, yeah. So you know, it was my version yeah. of dress for the job you want. Right, we were right. doing these sketches in. If we could yeah. find a corner, right, we would go. That kind of looks like a doctor's office, uh-huh. and would <laughs> right. film ten yeah. sketches. And you do a podcast, yeah, way before you were like, and this will pay and my then you mortgage. Get paid for it. You were like, right. this will be. Something I upload, like mm-hmm. I, I think people will listen to it. I, 
So there was a purity to that too. I just don't want anyone hearing this and being like, oh, oh all, all I, have I need to, to do yeah, is be yeah. tapped. I get the job right. and then I start doing the work. No, it's, you it's do the work doing and then the thing, you do the and job. Then, and there is obviously luck and timing and all yeah. of these things that are completely out of my control. And, you know, they say like enlightenment is, is a gift. Uh, this is a weird parable to say, but somebody goes to a Zen master and they're like, if, if enlightenment is grace, meaning it happens to you like an accident, you know, like it's just given to you by the universe. Why do we do all this practice? And the master mm-hmm. says, to be as accident prone as possible. <laughs> and that's how I feel. It's like yeah, making it, getting tapped, getting this, getting that right. is grace, is an accident, right. is luck or whatever There's, you want to say. But you can put yourself, yeah. stand in the hallway uh-huh. where people keep getting lucky mm-hmm. or whatever it all might right. be. Yeah. You know, it might help. You know, <laughs> you should, I, I'm fascinated by all, all the bits you did before that you got to redo with with a bigger budget on the I know. Pete Holmes really show. Cool. It might be fun to do like a little behind like side the scenes by sides. and ta- show the original uh, and then how you did. That's cool. Yeah, and you talking about it. I think that's that, a fun idea. I think that would be cool yeah, to Yeah, with a little director's watch. commentary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think we could do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's a great not. idea. Cool. But anyway, right. I think that'd be fun. I think I'm going to write like it down. Executive producer Mike it. Sweeney. I'd like yeah. to see it. Yeah. <laughs> and I'd like you to thank me when you win that award. <laughs> and for the guy who had me do the behind the scenes videos. <laughs> Well, this is um, this is yeah, great. Yeah, this is so this great. Is really Thank fun. you, Pete, so Thank much. You, Pete. Here's the longest inside Conan. <laughs> oh, In our family, we call it Shorty. <gasps> oh, <laughs> fucking circle. <laughs> Thank you to Pete Holmes. Yeah, and um, guess what? Pete has what? his own podcast. What? I I knew you thought he was a little too comfortable in front of a microphone. He did seem like he didn't seem to be in a rush to yeah. leave. Very comfortable. And his podcast is called You Made It Weird. Right. It's a great podcast. It is. Be sure yeah. to check it out. And uh, we have a listener question. Ooh. I don't know if Pete had, does that. I, I don't know if he's got he the guts. He doesn't have time. Uh, but we, we take our we have listeners plenty head of time. on. <laughs> oh, we, we have time to fill. Uh, here's our question. It's from someone named Tara. Hi, Jesse and Mike. I was just listening to your recent podcast intro where Jesse stated that since she was born in Panama, the country, she cannot be president of the United States. This is actually false. If you are born to two parents with U.S. citizenship, you are considered a natural born U.S. citizen and are in fact... Eligible to run for president. And she quotes the law. Um, Wow. Yeah, so there you go. And uh, so this, I don't think really is a question. It's more of a correction, I guess. It's a correction. Which I appreciate. Maybe we'll segue into just have corrections every week. That that would really fill Uh (laughs) That would fill a lot of time. So, Jesse, you can do it. Jesse for president. Yes. Oh, boy. I, I, I would love it if you were president of our country. <laughs> oh, God. I would hate to do it. I, I, I would just, absolutely hate it. I would. My favorite part of it would be you still carving out time to co-host <laughs> Inside Conan, an important gotta Hollywood podcast. Got to do it. I'm under podcast. contract. You got to do it. Sorry, oh, Security I'm, Council. I'm actually disappointed because my whole life I've yes. been using this excuse of not being allowed to run for president. Right. And I thought, okay, I'm off the hook. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah that, that she's absolutely right. You can run. Ugh. 
Too bad you're not old enough. You have to be oh, 35. Right. <laughs> Do I know how to butter up the ladies? I still got it. Um, I I would never want to run for president. Yeah. And I and I we've talked about this before that I oh, yeah. it, I feel like yeah. running for president should uh, disqualify you from being oh, president. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Even just the desire to yes. be president tells me you have no business being president. You have a serious mental defect. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone, yes, you'd really, truly want to it lead. It should be all the people who, there should be like a, a bucket of names of yes. people who want to be president. And then you immediately just put a red flag by all those yes. people's names. Burn, never allowed. Pour gasoline in the bucket mm -hmm. and set it on fire. And then the rest of the people, there's a lottery and each of yes. those people have to serve they for one year. They have to do it. Yeah. I, I think that's a great plan. You can winnow down that group, like get get people who everyone actually is like, wow, they're really yeah, they're yeah, good at their job, and then and then yes, force make them, them make them, and do they don't it. have to run. You just get selected, right? And I think you could. How do you make them do it? You could kidnap their family and hold them at gunpoint <laughs> for a year. Yeah, and then they have to do it, right? Or threaten them, say that your family has to be president if you don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> your brother. Your brother who you hate or your sister. Well, how do we get this into law? I don't know. I think I have to run for president. Uh, there you go. Just uh, we've come full circle on this one. Well, thank well, you, thanks Tara. thanks for your correction, Tara. Yeah, yeah, Tara. I'm not too big to admit when I'm wrong. Yeah. If anyone else has a correction for us, <laughs> oh, please. Or a question. Or a question. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Mm -hmm. You can give us a call and leave a voicemail at 323-209-1079 or email us at insidecodenpod at gmail.com. Yes, yes, please do that. And if you like the show, and with all its errors and <laughs> grave mistakes, you can support us by rating Inside Conan, an important Hollywood podcast on iTunes and leaving us a review. You know what? I'm not wrong about. What's that, Jesse? Loving you. Oh my God. It's the right thing to do. Inside Conan, an important Hollywood podcast, is hosted by Mike Sweeney and me, Jesse Gaskell. Our producer is Lisa Burr. Team Coco's executive producers are Adam Sachs, Jeff Ross, and Nick Liao. Engineered and mixed by Joanna Samuel. Our talent bookers are Gina Batista and Paula Davis with assistance from Maddie Ogden. Thanks to Jimmy Vivino for our theme music and interstitials. You can rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. And of course, please subscribe and tell a friend to listen to Inside Conan or an enemy <laughs> on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or whatever platform you like best. I'm not going to tell you what to do. Put on your hat, it's the Conan Show. Try on some spats, you're gonna have a laugh. Give birth to a calf, it's Conan! This has been a Team Coco production. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.